we're humiliating and trashing our elders and our ancestors. So no wonder young men don't want to step up and be heroes, step up and become great men, step up and take on added responsibility. So how can we reverse this trend, Hans? How can we reclaim the honor for our elders? That's what we're talking about today. All right, we're back. Take two. With our series on being an elder. We've talked, Hans, uh, in the past week and a half or so about some of the, some reasons to embark on this journey of being an elder, which is very different than just being an older. An elder is a level of far greater responsibility. Um, it can, you know, it can benefit your family, it can benefit uh, your leadership. One, th one of the things that we haven't talked about, one of the benefits of taking on being an elder is I see, I see quite a number of men today who don't feel, let's say, worthy or confident um, as a man, as a leader, or as a man among men, um, or in a leadership role among men. And I attribute it to the, the lack of things like the rites of passage, mm. having uh, elders in your life, um, having, that, um, having been given a role of honor or a mission for your people, and also having a strong bond with the masculine father or father figure. And so, it's not even just leadership, but just being men among men, like yes. to own a place or a seat at the table. Yeah, many many men today don't feel worthy of that, and um, I think it's a very unnatural symptom. It's a very unnatural phenomenon um, for boys and men who grow up in a culture of rich masculine tradition um, this is not an issue their belonging is guaranteed they go through their rite of passage they're now a man honored and respected by their people you know their place around the fire their seat at the table is solid uh, they have that deep belonging and that's not an issue so another reason to take on becoming an elder we'll have to add this to whatever our segment was we did with talking about why to take this on. Um, this is another reason to embark on this great epic journey of becoming an elder for your people. So yesterday, Hans... It's, it's almost like a rite of passage, just taking that responsibility, picking up that load is your self-chosen rite of passage into manhood. Yeah, and there are several there are several epic challenges a man can choose to take on mm. to that that'd be a great topic for yes. another episode like what are because a rite of passage implies some very difficult feat it implies pain it invite it, it implies the unknown mm. let's let's do that in a future episode but today we're in our um series of about 12 ways you can become an elder and all 12 of them are valuable and important. Yesterday we talked about um, 
becoming an ancestor worth coming from, that as a way to become an elder. Today we're going to talk about honoring thy elders and and your ancestors is included in that um, as a way to take your place as a man, as a way to become an elder. So, so Hans, one of the ways uh, that we can do this, you know, to honor our elders, first, first let me say something about why this is powerful. When we have a tradition, and for many of us we've lost this in the modern world, when we, when we have a tradition of honoring our elders, it feels beautiful, it feels natural to then step into this role of an elder mm. because you're you're honored by your people, you're honored among your people. You will you know? be honored, yeah. If there is this culture among your people of honoring their elders, then it feels great to take on this responsibility of becoming an elder. But if our people have lost this tradition of honoring elders, then it's like, why? Why do I want to take on this added responsibility? Well, you don't even, you don't even see the option. You know, it's in honoring and seeing that lineage, seeing that structure, seeing that tradition, that you see that possibility, you know, of becoming someone who will be honored. You know, and, and it's, if, if that's not there, you don't know what it is. You don't know what you're missing. It's not even an option. Yeah, in fact, many men today are, they're choosing to stay at home, play video games, not move out, get their own place, not, not uh, take on something great in life, not get married, not have a family. You know, so far both of you, both of us have chosen that so far. Video games? <laughs> no marriage. I haven't played and, video games. You know, and you, and you don't need your own children to become an elder mm. to take on this responsibility. Um, but, and I would say largely this is because we've, not only are we no longer honoring our elders, Hans, we're shaming mm. men. You know, we're actually like, several months ago, um, I saw some comedian, well, last night I saw some comedian talking about this, how all of a sudden John Wayne was trending. He died years ago, but Bill Burr. It, it was, yeah, Bill Burr was, had a, something about that where, about six months ago, um, there was this outrage about uh, John Wayne and... Uh, what he said in Playboy in 1970-something. 1970 1971. <laughs> yeah, 50 years ago. And there's this moral outrage. So we're, we're going back and we're, we're cutting off the heads of all these great men who've gone before um, using, our, using you know, our standards and, and morality of the modern day. And uh, so, yeah, not only are we not honoring our ancestors, we're humiliating and trashing our elders and our ancestors. So no wonder young men don't want to step up and be heroes, step up and become great men, step up and take on added responsibility. So how can we reverse this trend, Hans? How can we reclaim the honor for our elders? That's what we're talking about today. Right. As a way of being an elder. As a, as a way of restoring elderhood and... and um, yes, and feeling called to do it yourself. Yes. One thing is simply tell their stories. 
tell the stories um, of your elders and your ancestors. That alone is honoring. To you know, telling their stories implies that that they are worth telling a story about. Mm. You know, there's something great about you know about them and their story. Now, of course, you could tell stories that humiliate them. So I guess that you know, it is also to tell. It, it is also uh, worth telling stories that honor them. But I would say that even telling their stories in general mm. honors them. Mm. Um, when telling their stories. There's a way of telling stories that can evoke the feeling of honor and, and, a, and a reverence for who they were. And this is, a great, this is a great skill to have as well. But to put it very simply... What a great man, you add. What a great man. In that sense, you tell the story. Yes. My uncle, what a great man. Tell a story and then finish with, what a great man. And then just tell any story that you want in between. You know, that, that could pretty much work, you know? Um, that could pretty much work. Mm. But um, the more that you speak to what they faced and what they likely felt, what their experience likely was in the, in the facing whatever, whatever challenges they were going through, and what they stood for, who they were standing for, what values they were standing for, the more you can uh, speak to, to those, mm. the more your story will evoke uh, the spirit of honor. Yes. This goes to the honor work, which, uh, which I have trainings and work in, and uh, which Hans also works with. And um, yeah, we're not talking about that today, but Hans, another thing is just speaking their names. Yes. You know, when I'm, when I'm wanting to presence honor inside of a group and we are, we're honoring our fathers, we're honoring, any, we're honoring anyone. We're setting a context of honor. We're setting a context of honor. I ask them for the name of the person that they're honoring. Because someone might say my father, but then when they say David, you know, it becomes more real. Or when they're honoring their son, you know, and they say his name, it becomes more real, so... Or even to present yourself, you know, when I, when I do live events also, I present myself as Hans, son of, you know, Jacques Cyril Comen, he's my father, and Lucrece, Maria Hutri, she's my mom. And just to speak that, you know, is a way of, of safeguarding that lineage. Yeah, to speak, uh, to speak your name as, in terms of that relation. Mm. Who you come from, Hans from Clan of the Comains. Clan Comain. Yes, um, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement last year, uh, and the different black people getting killed in America by the cops. One of the things that they go around chanting in the protests is, you know say their name, say their name, say their name, and then they'll say the name of the person that they're talking about who has died, you know? So speaking someone's name is a way of remembering them, bringing them back and, and honoring them. I, have, I made a few bullet line, uh, uh, bullets before this episode today, and another one is ask their names. So you're, you're with someone 
who's lost, maybe, maybe someone's lost their father, they've lost their grandfather, and you're sitting with them. This is another great time to honor ancestors, is to sit and listen. Listen to the stories of the, the elder who is lost, the elder that passed away. It, it can be very uncomfortable to sit in, with someone in their grief, you know, about an elder they've lost. And it can be a bit confusing, well, what should I do, you know, should I say sorry, should I... This is uncomfortable. How, how do you be with someone in their grief? One thing, one thing that I like to do to presence honor, you know, to add honor to the grief, which is just a beautiful... It's, it's a beautiful component to add to the, um, the grieving, the remembering, is ask, what was his name, you know? What was his full name? You know, what was his name? And they say his name, you know? And it becomes more real, like in a beautiful way. And it's, it's a very beautiful thing. It's a very honoring thing to... And, and I'll ask them to tell, tell me a story, yeah. you know? Who was he? Even, yes, and I, when, I, when I see the ask to hear their stories, even the, the person, like when I'm with my father now, one of the greatest ways I discover to honor him is to ask him to tell stories from the past. And they may include me or not, you know? And I, and I just ask, you know, tell a story about, you know, how it was this? And it's such a great way for us to connect for him to feel honored, you know? He just tells stories about, you know, how annoying of a kid I was, or, you know, how great I did it, or... And him telling that story is, is a way of me honoring him. Yes. You know? It's a great way to connect. Yeah, and it, it reconnects that bond. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I recently have been putting together um, a book for my father, who's in his last years. And uh, the way we're doing it is I'm getting together with my brothers and sisters and we're sitting down and we're telling stories uh, about my father and what we remember. We're recording those, transcribing those and putting them into a book. But it's actually going to be a book of stories. So this is, this is another way, right? Mm. Tell the stories, write down the stories mm. so they can be remembered by your children, nephews, grandchildren. We have a book of... Uh, Hunsaker stories. Hunsaker's my my last, my original last name before I changed it. Um, and uh, yeah, we have many stories of our ancestors going Isn't back. Isn't that the ultimate dishonoring? It is uh, changing your name. Yeah, it is uh, something I could to I could do to honor my elders and ancestors would be to change my name back. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I'm still not down with it yet, but I've thought about it. Come on, but I do, again. but I do speak it, you know, I do speak their name. I do speak where I come from. I do, you know, I don't, uh, there was a time when I, I, I likely didn't, I was moving away from that. Mm. Um, Honor them publicly. Yes. Ask stories. Yes, ask about their stories. Honor them publicly. Okay, so um, when you have a chance to stand up and and honor an elder, 
This is a this is a great action to restore the lineage of honor. Yes. So I have a story about this, Hans. Okay, me too. I just had a great example. You go first. <laughs> now, very short. Okay, not just honoring like publicly in the funeral, but you could do that constantly. Like when I introduce people and to each other, and one, for example, is a man in my community, in my tribe, one of my allies. I, as a way of introducing him to the other, I say who he is for me. This is who he is for me. Who I am for him. And I explain that I, I, I honor them and it's a way I introduced him by honoring them not just like what he does and but I introduce him by honoring him and uh, yeah that's the same thing as you know it's like a public honoring it's a, a very powerful way for for everyone you know you can feel the sacredness the importance of that and uh, yeah yeah well that's that's uh, something a little bit different I think that's another bullet point I think we can add here is to, um, you know, when introducing your one of your elders, right? Um, you can you can set a context of honor instead of just saying this is my uncle or my father or whoever. You could introduce them in a way that speaks, you know, of that sacred relationship. This is my uncle, Steve. He's the man who took me in when I ran away from home, you know, at 17. And they, they were my uh, surrogate parents for the, my senior year of high school. I have, I have an uncle Steve like that. That's a very beautiful way to, to introduce him. You know, he put up with me. He, you know, speak to what he faced, what he stood for, um, rather than just saying, hey, this is my uncle Steve. Um, Yes, and this is this stuff goes into what you could say is an uncomfortable zone because you might feel something in all of these bullet points that we're suggesting. There's feeling here, yes, and it's the feeling that we're that we are restoring. It's the feeling of honor, and it is an emotion. And all emotions are uncomfortable because they move you, they move you, they and it's you. and. Uh, that honor is the feeling that can restore the bonds in families, the bonds between son and father, and and honor is the feeling, Hans, that has you feel rightful to take the place at the table with the other men. Honor is the feeling that has you have that confidence to sit as a as a leader among men. Yes, it's the feeling that says everything is right. Yes, yes. So you want to, so this is what, this is uh, all these bullet points we're listing here. You want to feel that rightful place among men. Do this work of honoring thy elders and thy ancestors. So let's come back to honor them publicly. In 2004, I believe it was, uh, we got word that my grandfather had died. This is my mom's father. And my mom... Who was his name? Edwin. Edwin Mark Higley. Great man. What a great man. Yes. Uh, she said, yeah, you know, we're going, let's go to his funeral. And she said, she told us at some point, 
none of his children feel comfortable getting up and honoring him at the funeral. And I was like, what? Maybe because it was just, they were so emotional. Um, and there weren't many of the cousins, the grandchildren, you know, who were going to step up and do the honoring either. And uh, I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. It's, it's, uh, you know, I think this is a thing about being an elder, Hans. It's not about do I feel comfortable or do I feel ready, you know? It's, it's, that's, I have a chance to honor my elder, I'm going to do it. Because yes. it's the right thing to do. And there is a lot of honor in it. But you don't need to wait for the feeling of honor to do it either. You, know, yes. you do it because that's who you are. So. Edward. Edwin. Edwin. Edwin, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got up in front of it. It was inside of a, a Mormon chapel in Utah. And it was very full. And, um, you know, I wrote this whole thing out to, to, to speak of my, my grandfather. And, uh, you know, I told it. I, there are many funny stories with my grandfather as well. And I told these and I had the whole, you know, I had the whole room laughing, you know. And honoring, it, it just go back to telling the stories. It doesn't always need to be um, an honor story. Yes. To be the act of honoring them because they all know this man they can all like yeah yeah that's that's edwin you know that's brother higley that's how he is you know and many of them had never heard those stories before they got to know him a little bit more by seeing who he was for me yes. how he was my grandfather so i told him those stories and he really did play an epic role in my life in uh ushering me to manhood He's the one who uh, taught you things just by having you do them? Yeah, he would just present me with a challenge and then uh, let me have at it, you know. At 14, uh, I'd never driven a car before and he rode shotgun as I drove his car down the highway. He stopped one day when he saw some uh, groundhog, no, not groundhogs, these prairie dogs that poked their head up out of the hole. He grabbed his 22 rifle He's like, let's see what you got, boy. <laughs> see if you can hit some of them prairie dogs. You know, I had many stories like that. But uh, he knew his grandson, me, was a city slicker back from the East Coast. And I wasn't going to get that, that training in being a man uh, back on the East Coast. So he took it on. That was his role. All right, moving on to the next point here. Give them special treatment. Give your elders special treatment. So, I remember. Wherever we go, we have a hotel, or, and there are two rooms. Michael, being the older also, maybe the elder, he gets to choose first. Yeah, Hans, Hans does a great job of that in uh, honoring his elders. He gives up the, the front seat in the car. He gives up the nicer room. 
it's a beautiful gesture and it's uncommon you know you know among men and you know if i go back home to visit my brothers you know <laughs> i went back home to you know john dave and i got together about a month or two ago and we go to get in the truck and uh dave is like shotgun you know <laughs> fighting for the front seat you know rather than give it up to his uh his elder brother and uh yeah that's a beautiful it's a simple thing but if we want to restore this mm. amongst our people then we start by being the example give up the seat for your older brother give it up for your father you know go out of your way for your grandfather when my parents were going through a divorce my grandfather who i was talking about edwin he came to visit with his wife afton and uh, my mom had made a place for them down in our basement in the rec room i think it was on mattresses on a floor and years later he was still upset about that years later um i don't want to throw my mom under the bus here i don't remember the circumstances of that i just remember how he felt dishonored and yeah so it's a, it's a gift mm. it's a gift you can give and you'll likely be honored in the same way if that's how you live your life mm. you know the people who are around you seeing you give up the front seats for a man who's even you know many other cultures have this yeah you're one day older you are treated as an elder in many places in africa in the middle east and other places it's it's a beautiful tradition so just recapping this these are always these are always to honor thy ancestors and to honor thy ancestors is a way and, to and thy elders thy elders is a way to to feel honor and to if the original challenge was one in which men don't feel they have authority that they have a, a place at the table yes. this is always that you could you could earn for yourself yes the, the knowledge the knowing that you yes yeah imagine you sat with your elders for years you know and then when as you start getting older and there's younger ones coming for you to take that place mm -hmm. of an older person in a room with your younger cousins and mm -hmm. sons and so on it feels natural that's what you do you know so once if you've restored this tradition of honoring elders amongst your people then you taking that spot at the table it feels natural you're not making anything up you're not uh faking it till you make it you've been living it it just feels natural to take your seat at the table well Hans going along with uh giving them special treatment and an aspect of that is deferring to them asking for their counsel you know what would you do this is by the way this is a great way to restore honor mm. you know if you've had a major conflict with your father with your grandfather with anyone in your That's life true. actually um you want to restore an honoring bond go and ask them for their counsel yes yeah when i when my ex-business partner san carry on we broke up and then after a couple of years i honored him and we had a new lease on our relationship what i do since then is whenever i have mainly girlfriend problems i ask him 
you know, what would you do? You know? And I can see in that moment there is a great, yeah, a way for him to feel honored and for us to be connected. So you ask his advice and listen and learn. I didn't know the, the term actually, defer to them, but I, I think it's a great way of honoring them. Yes, yes. And you, it, it's not even about taking their counsel necessarily. Mm. Just to ask their counsel mm. is uh, a great way of, of honoring thy elders. Another one is, uh, it's honoring, but it's more about respect. Mm. It's not letting others disrespect them. Mm. Especially the, the younger children in the family. Hey, that's your uncle. Mm. Respect him, you know. Hey, that's your grandfather. Don't speak that way. Mm. Um, yes. Again, holding, holding the role of elder as sacred. Another way... Hans, we turned about, you know, we, we talked about if you have judgment um, against a father or or anyone and you want to restore honor, this is a very challenging undertaking. Mm. It's a very challenging undertaking. Like you uh, with Zan, for example. And um, this is where the honor work comes in. It's a uh, work that, that I and people who've done my work with me over the many years have developed for bringing down the walls of judgment and restoring honor. And yeah, it's, uh, imagine you have the capacity to bring down the walls of judgment you may have with your father. Yes, that's the biggest one. I mean, from experience, you know, it's just, I could almost say there's a, like I always had a good relationship with my father, but then also over the years, it's very much steeped in judgment. You know? um, he's judging people on TV, and I'm judging him for judging people on TV. You know? And it's it's it, it becomes thicker and thicker those walls, you know, until the day that you know you realize if you're suffering from that, and, or something greater is possible, that find a way to honor him. And what I did for his. 70th birthday was write him a little book of a little booklet of who he is for me and who I am for him and I yeah I was just looking at what he's facing what he's standing for I was also telling him that uh, yeah his education of me was good he did enough you know which is really what I don't know if you said that but it's really what a parent wants to hear did I do enough did I do yeah. it right yeah and uh, yeah, I spoke in how my work right now really is a continuation of the dragons that he fought, you know? Like it's real, it's my work is, is continuing what you were doing. And, uh, and I could just see how there's a before that time and there's an after, you know? The yeah. relationship is completely different. Yes. The relationship with him is different, but the relationship with me and my sisters is different because I did this publicly. Mm. And the relationship between my sisters and and my father is different and I, like I noticed that the whole family changed because of it yes um, or upgraded yes and um, yeah it's a uh, it's a role of leadership it's a path of leadership to 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 
Honor your father, your elders amongst your people. What happens in a lot of families, groups, and communities is everyone kind of becomes in agreement about how dad fucked up, yes. you know, or about how this person is not worthy of our ultimate yes. respect and honor. And you could tell that story of how he fucked up things, or you could tell the story of what a great man it is. Yes. You know? I could tell a story of how fucked up it is, you know, yes. in the ways it wasn't enough. Yeah. But, and, you know, the, the, it's not changing. My father is still judging people on TV, you know. I could tell the story, I could tell the story of how great he is, you know. It doesn't mean I spend all my time with him, but it does mean that whenever I speak about my father, Jacques Cyril Comen, you know, that I, I choose to tell a story of his greatness. And, yeah. And, and that's the difference. And if you do tell the story of something that you don't like or something that he fucked up, you can preface it by, he's a great man. You can mm -hmm. honor him first and then tell the fucked up story, you know, and he's still a great man. Yes. And uh, you can even tell the fucked up story in, in honor terms. You can get present to what you realize, you know, I've been judging my dad for this. He just, he's a fuck up because of this. What I didn't realize is what he was facing at the time that I was not present to at all. And what he was standing for, who he was standing for in the face of all of that. Could he have done it better? Yeah. But you can even honor him in telling the fucked up story. But my father, I'm the firstborn. <laughs> Just to show how much he was facing. After I was born, my father said, I don't want any more children. Because <laughs> he was like, if it's like this, I don't want any more children. And my mom said to him, said, how could it possibly be as bad as this one? <laughs> he goes, oh, that's right. <laughs> and they had some more children. <laughs> anyway, what a great man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, creating that context of honor in the family for this elder, father, whoever, is a way of remembering them, mm -hmm. bringing them back into our hearts, back into the fold. And... Wow, I just see, sorry, I just see how not only we're, we're not putting those elders on, on, say, a pedestal or giving them a, a privileged place, we're forgetting them. Like, they're not even amongst us. Yes. They're cast away. Yes. You know? Yes. So, it's not only remembering them, we're really, like, putting them up. Yeah, and in America, where I come from, you know, mostly the, the younger people want to exclude the older people, even in the family. But if I go to some place like South America, everyone's at the party. Everybody. The grandmother, the great-grandmother, the weird uncle, the the... How often do you see here young girls, young boys walk with their grandfather or grandmother, you know? Yeah, all the time. And you go to a restaurant and the grandparents are sitting with the grandchildren, you know? And they have, I was sitting in yesterday. And even a daughter with a mother, I don't see that back in America, yeah. hardly at all. Yeah. And I like, see- I, I'm, I'm talking about like an adult daughter with a, yeah. an adult mother. What I, I saw yesterday, this older man, I'm assuming the grandfather, and three granddaughters girls, young girls, let's say 18, 20, you know, and if that would be in the West and this happens, it would be awkward or strange or like they don't know how to talk or they would be overbearing, you know, and that conversation was just complete like eye to eye, eye to eye, you know, and I, I, I thought, wow, you know, this, it, it is, 
it's it's family you know it's family and not only just family you like you like you could see that they were treating him with like he's the guy yeah so yeah it's it's complicated and, and challenging uh, we put my dad in a in a rest home retirement home with his wife last year uh, really they really went downhill with Parkinson's um, and yeah it's you know we no longer have this culture of you take your your elders into your home you take your parents and grandparents into your home and that you know many cultures still have that tradition mm. they wouldn't even think of farming it out to some strangers you know so um yes yeah all these sacred relations have been monetized in a yes. way you know but yet, what what how tragic as that is you know what this list shows is just so many ways so many opportunities you have to just create it to just start it to start your own tradition you know that liberty you do have you know you can uh, ask for their stories you can speak their name you can defer to them you can ask their counsel and as you do that you instantly are um, honoring or you're you're um, you're uh, telling the stories of your ancestors and instantly there's honor and instantly you're cultivating uh, elderhood so yes. that's the opportunity we do have to yes. change that around one story at a time yeah so invite them to the party you know invite invite that old estranged uncle grandfather invite him welcome him in <laughs> this is a long-winded attempt of us to be invited to parties <laughs> all right so this is the second way that you can be and become an elder. Um, yeah, do the work of honoring thy elders and ancestors. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll be talk back about tomorrow. the third one. Well, we'll, we'll decide what that is. We'll keep it a secret till then. Yes. See you tomorrow. <laughs>